Uh, hello, I'm Jennifer, and I draw. Okay, you you draw. What what do you draw? Um, I draw lots of stuff. I like drawing D and D related stuff. And wait, D and D? That's Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, okay. I'm so used to talking to nerds. Like <laughs> I don't even, and I shouldn't be because I have actually had. I've had that that stop many many times at this point where they're like wait 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 what's D&D yeah Dungeons and Dragons art for uh official art sort of stuff not officially I don't draw it but fan art of official art um but mostly for like the Dungeons and Dragons campaigns I've been in and uh fan art of the shows I watch uh I also just like doing like fantasy art I like doing art of pets like I made keychains for my for my brothers for Christmas of their dogs. Oh, they're completely adorable, wonderful dogs. I live vicariously through their ability to have pets. Um, and I think that's 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 the the big chunk of things that I normally do art for. I've taken classes, um, and when that happens, I kind of steer away from what I normally do. But for the most part, I just I like drawing like animal art like kind of fantasy adventure sort of art. Wait, when you take it, when you take a class, how come are you required by the kind of art in the class or do you, how come you steer away from what you normally draw when you take an art class? Usually it's because like the, the requirements for the assignments are very different from what I normally draw. Um, there have been cases where that isn't true. Like the last project for one of my classes kind of let us do whatever so I, I did like a, a, a dragon picture, um, but mostly it like the classes I've taken, I've taken a lot of beginning classes and those tend to be very like specifically structured. Um, and I had to kind of stop taking classes after that because uh, work schedule didn't let me um, go to class in the middle of any of the days that the classes were, so. Um, but you would have continued. You didn't mind taking the art classes and drawing things you don't normally draw in your spare time. You liked it. It just didn't fit in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel to draw something that you want to draw at home as opposed to an assignment you get in an art class? It feels, um, I think it actually feels more challenging because art classes, they usually have something where they're showing you how to do something. So, and you're focusing on something specific and you know it has to look, you want it to look its best because you're going to be showing someone. Whereas at home, <laughs> if it starts looking bad, you're like, all right, I'm done, like halfway through it. But the thing with art is usually about halfway through it starts looking bad regardless. So it's hard to push past that moment when you don't really have to. Um, also, there's usually a point where it starts looking, oh, it's okay, this is good enough, and you're working on it for like five hours, and you're like, all right, maybe I'm done now, when you could just push for another five hours and make it look much better. And it's harder to do that without like someone like looking over your shoulder being like, uh, you need to do this still. That is fascinating. I've never thought about, so you feel like there's a point at which you work on it a little bit, and anything up to that point is crappy. You have to spend a little more time to make it passable. And then only if you really, then there's this whole, then there's another level of, well, it could be really good. And do you think it's always, is it always just the amount of time? If you just devote more time to a piece of art, it would, it would always be better? Not always. Um, sometimes it, there's a point where you just kind of stop. That's like usually more simple art, especially, but like 
for example, the the Leviathan picture. I I did a picture of Leviathan for um, my Patreon. And I just saw that, and it's a, like a side picture of the Leviathan, and it's got. I talked about one of the things I really liked about it is it's got in the foreground, it's got giant towers, and then the back, the Leviathan swimming past towers over the towers, so you get that feeling of the size. Right. Um, so with that one, I probably could have kept working on that. Um, part of that though is I wanted to get it out within a certain time frame. So I was like, all right, this is what's done right now. So here we go. Um, but I, if definitely if I had worked on it for like another week or so, it would look better. If I had had more references, if I was using more references for some of the stuff, it would have looked better. Um, that was more like, this is what this can look like within this time frame. Um, and maybe I'll go back and also I'll add to it later. But that definitely was one of the ones where I'm, I was at a point where I was like, this is like, that's almost like the halfway point. <laughs> it's at the halfway point, but it's what I can, I can produce in that time period. So, and it, it showed enough that it was what I wanted to be like, this is, you could tell like what the colors, the basic colors are. You can tell what the, um, what the weather's like, and you can see the size of the creature and what it's looking at sort of. So have you ever can you remember a time you have driven yourself mad over a piece i feel like usually that, that happened during assignments when i would just like focus entirely on an art piece and then towards the end um it didn't look the way i wanted it to but once like that's one of the reasons that it becomes easier to do that when you don't put the work you need to into the foundation um, which is something I definitely have a problem with. Um, but is yeah, that is that pre is that pre work you do before working on it, or is that certain foundational stuff that has to happen at the beginning when you start on the project? On, when you start at on the, the piece, beginning. yeah, at the beginning of the piece, like basically, like just doing like the thumbnail sketches to get the pose the way you want it to, to make it look as dynamic as possible, to make sure you have everything right, to kind of like I use digital a lot. So when I do digital, it's like you want to flip the picture to make sure that both sides look right. Um, that's kind of the thing where you, like if I drew a person, like the outline of a person mm -hmm. uh, and I drew their face and I flipped it, like on one side, one direction, it looks fine, but you flip it and you see, okay, no, the one eye is higher than the other one and it shouldn't be like. When you say flipping, are you just really talking about mirroring? Like you draw yeah. the face one way and then you just flip it 180 degrees so it's the other way? Yes. Or just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so that way you can see like the problems. And sometimes I don't do that enough. And then I get to the end and I've added all this detail and I've spent like hours on it. And I'm like, okay, this one thing is off and I could have changed that. So in order to change it now, I'd have to just like completely, I either could be like, it's okay that this one thing is off or it's not okay. And I start over in many ways. And so that usually there's been times when that's happened and I've just kind of been very frustrated. Sometimes I'll just, I'll scrap the piece entirely. And I was like, Nope, I'm mad. I did this. Um, and I don't want to redo this. Um, and sometimes I, I just kind of, sometimes I'll be like, this is good enough. And sometimes I'll try to go back. So that's usually how that goes. I can't have think of a ever, specific. Have you ever had the experience? So I've had the experience as a writer when you, maybe you have to in a class, you're writing an essay, a five page essay or a 10 page essay, and you get, you're almost done and you get near the end and it crashes, it doesn't save. And usually you're doing this at the last minute and you just freak out. But then when you go back and rewrite it, like, well, I don't have to rewrite this whole essay. Sometimes I do find that the essay at the end is probably better than the one that I lost. 
So it's almost like a total second draft. Is that your experience with works of art or that is seldom your experience? That would always be the experience, I think. Like every single time I've that something like that has happened, it has been better um, because I'll, I'll have noticed like halfway through the pose could be more dynamic. And so I'll shift the pose a little bit. It's like I learned from my mistakes. Like I feel like that's kind of what I should. Again, it's if you spend enough time on thumbnailing, um, it's not as big an issue. But if you don't, then when you get a chance to start all over, a lot of the times the mistakes that you made initially, you're like, all right, I should push this more. And so it ends up looking better than it did before. Now, when you say thumbnail, do you ever mean that you're literally when do you are you doing it the full size of what the final art would be? Or are you no. always talking about a smaller thing? Yeah, it's like it's always like a small little like doodle, basically um, showing where things are going to be. Um, just kind of like a like a very sketchy like like thing to show where things are, the pose things are going to be in, but no details. And just do a whole like I, I ideally would do 20 to like 50 thumbnails, supposedly. I've only ever done that for art projects for classes. Um, but I'll do like sometimes I'll do four or five thumbnails for something and I should do more. I 100% should. It is such a helpful thing to do. I just always get impatient and I shouldn't. <laughs> Okay, that's what I did want to ask you about how it feels because I, I th it, when you love to do something, whether it's music or art or writing, um, there's always that danger of making it so unpleasant that you don't want to do it anymore, and then you've kind of lost the whole point. How do you how do you manage that level of frustration you would have knowing that I've done five? If I did twenty, I know it would be better. But how better does it have to be? Because basically, you're just sort of chipping away at your own resolve in your own will to get this thing done. How do you manage that? Right. Well, I think that the thing is, if it's just some, an art piece for me, um, it's different than if it's for someone else. Like when I do, um, when I do like the digital birthday cards, I do a lot of thumbnails for those um, because I want them to look good. Um, I've only done like two of them so far, but both of them, I did a bunch of thumbnails first to decide which one I wanted. Um, which one looked best, which one had like the right proportions and would be the cutest and the easiest, like are the ones that look the way I wanted it to. Um, and same thing when I've done like uh, pixel art commissions, I'll always sketch those out first because you can't really sketch on the pixel art program that I use. So I'll sketch things out separately just to see how I want it to look so I can kind of follow along with that idea. Um, but again, if it's just, and I don't, I don't actually get tired of doing the thumbnails in that instance because I'm, I, I need it to look the best it can. <laughs> um, but if I'm just doing something for me or if it's my personal project, it becomes much more challenging because then I already have, I have a much better idea already of what I want the final project to look like. And so I, I wanna get there already. Like I don't wanna iron out the details that I definitely needed to iron out. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, a you said almost all the work and almost all the work I've seen is a, a lot of the online stuff. And I think it's from start to finish, it's digital. When you sketch, are you sketching digitally? And how much, what media do you use? Do you do any paint? Do you do any pencil? Do you do any watercolor? Or is everything on an iPad? Or what do you use? So I, I still do some stuff um, traditionally. I've been using digitally mostly just because it's easier to color in. And do you use uh, your, are you using a stylus? What do you use? Yeah, I'm using a, an iPad. Mm. Um, I'm using an iPad uh, and the stylus. Uh, I have a, it's a really big iPad too. So it's just very like, I got it. And it was like, okay, this is the easiest thing to use. 
and I can carry it with me everywhere. Um, and it's to be obviously, honestly, the reason I use it is because it's so much easier to erase mistakes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, uh, let's see. I do. So I do traditional art. I have like a, a card um, exchange thing with me and a couple of my friends. And so we exchange art for that. And so that's always like traditional. Um, and if I do thumbnails, um, sometimes I'll do traditional and I probably should it much. It, I feel like it's way easier to do thumbnails on traditional paper than it is on digital. And I'm not entirely sure why. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I can't like erase it as easily. So it doesn't feel like I should just like, I have it all there and it's just kind of like super loose because of that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but I don't do, I don't do traditional as much as before just because the iPad is so handy to carry around and because I feel like I have a, I still have a lot to learn about like digital medium and I still want to improve on it. So I've been focusing on that a lot. I mean, I have a lot to learn traditional medium too, but um, I've just been, I've been focusing on that for so long. And now that I have kind of this new thing that I want to play with, like, that's what I focus on. Well, maybe that would lead us to my next question, which is how did you, it, obviously you didn't get started on the iPad. Could you tell me a little bit about your journey into art? I mean, you can go back as far as you want as a little kid, or you could talk about start last year, whatever you want, but how'd you get started doing this? Yeah. I mean, I did, I, I drew a lot when I was little, but then I went through like a long phase where I didn't do art a whole lot. Um, I took art in high school, but it was also just kind of like a, Oh, I can't, I don't, I'm not good at this. This is just, even though like there was no, uh, art is, is very like, uh, it's, it's something that is like, like objective sort of like, you don't, um, being like, you're not like, I feel like most artists I know don't think their, their drawings are good. Um, but it's just that, that shouldn't be kind of what it's about, I guess. Um, but I didn't really start, um, getting into art again until like a few years ago, um, when I started working where I am now and I became friends with a lot of other of the artists there. Um, and I had in college taken art classes for a little bit. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll try to get into animation. Um, but then I was just, I became very discouraged uh, again. Um, and so, so yeah. So recently a few, a few years ago, I, I started talking to a lot more like a lot of graphic artists and other artists who'd taken, who'd gone to school for art. And they were just very, very encouraging. The art community in general that I've encountered has been very like, like make art, do it, just keep doing it. And so I got really into um, like Inktober and like art challenges. So I what is your, what's that. your favorite art challenge? Do you have one that you do every um, year, every month? Inktober is the only one I've done like consistently. I like okay, art what is that? What, what happens in Inktober? Uh, so for October, um, it's a, it's a, it's like a challenge where a bunch of prompts are posted, like one for every day in October, basically. And the idea originally is that it would all be in, um, in ink drawings. So like you could sketch on paper, but then you have to go over it in pen. Um, it's kind of expanded to from there where some people will just do black and white drawings on digital media. And some people will just do art in general that'll follow that prompt. Um, but it's, it's kind of a fun thing because you can kind of do your own idea of the prompt and then, and then you can kind of see what everyone else's ideas were um, and how other people interpreted it. Also what has happened in October now is 
everyone does different prompts. Originally, it was kind of just one person posting the prompts. Um, and could you just give an example of what a prompt might might look like or one you remember? Um, it's usually just like a word or a description of something. Um, so like, like it like it might be something like fly. So you would have to use that idea and see what like you might draw birds flying or you might draw a person flying somehow, you know, or an actual like fly, like a house fly or something, you know. Um, and so there's like a billion ways you can interpret that really. Um, or if like, so that's like the regular list is like very kind of generic where it's, it tends to be like a bunch of different kind of things. Like it's like fly and then light and then um, bicycle and then like, I don't know, pancake. Like it's just a bunch of different things um, that uh, don't really have a common theme usually. Um, but then because it became so popular, a lot of people made their own prompts, prompt lists, and a lot of them had themes. So there was like a Drawloween one where usually it, it'd be all Halloween stuff because in October. So it'd be like witches, zombies, vampires sort of thing. And so you, everyone draws their own thing based on that. Yes. Um, or there'd be a, apocalypse and then there'd be a bunch of different apocalypse themed prompts. Um, and then you'd, you'd be making your art based on the apocalypse theme as well as the prompts that were being listed. Um, and can I ask, you said the artists, uh, this, that you kind of got into this community and, and I think did a lot more art. Do you, do you look back now and think, what was the thing that was most discouraging that sort of gave you that stop? Because I get, I get where the start came from. I mean, I've had that experience too, where people are very encouraging, just make it, don't judge it, just make it, just make it. Right. What do you think back then? Why, what, what do you think stopped you? Um, part of it was just, I, I didn't have quite like the, the support system. Um, and it was just, it was getting in my own head a lot, you know, um, being very negative towards my own start stuff. And now I'm able to step away a little bit and just kind of be a little bit more like, you know what, this is just something for me. And there's, there's a couple of people who like seeing this and that's fine. <laughs> And if I can make them happy, then then who cares? Like, it's fun for me, and then I can share it with other people who will have fun, and that's that's all I need. I don't need it to be like professional quality stuff. And as I, if I'm doing it and I'm improving along the way, so it looks better, that's great too. Did it when you were taking those classes? Was it just the frustration you were kind of comparing yourself to other people, or do you think it really was really just in your head, where you were just kind of telling yourself your stuff was really bad, even though maybe in comparison, if you compared it to other people with similar skills at that time, you're about the same level or better? Were you internal, or was it a lot of it external? It was it was mostly internal, but I mean, there was a lot. I mean, like. The, the other artists were definitely like a, a factor just because I was like, oh, everyone's better at this. I'm never going to be able to do this. Like this is, and I look back now, I look at the stuff, especially when I was doing life drawing stuff. And I'm like, man, like I, this wasn't that bad. Like if I definitely kept going, I would be much further along if I'd continue with these practices instead of becoming just discouraged. And I think that in general, I was kind of worried that like, oh, if I never get there, then this is like risky to keep trying. So I should just, I should just stop making art all together. But um, I couldn't look at it lightheartedly, I think. I, I don't think I could take like a step away. I just was very serious and like, I don't, if, I, if I'm if i not perfect at this, then why am I doing it? Like and the stakes were, stakes were really high. 
yeah, that's what it felt like. And now I, I feel, I don't feel like that quite as much. I'm like, this is what I'm trying. So I'm going to do my best. Why, why do you make art? Um, I just, I love, I love to, to create art. Uh, I have, I get ideas in my head about like something that would look cool, like a scene or an animal. And I just think it'd be like, I like, I like sharing that idea with other stuff. I think like, and then that's not always the case. Sometimes it's just, you get, I get inspired by stuff like fan art. You know, I'll be watching critical role at Dungeons and Dragons show that I watch and they'll be describing a scene and I'm like, Oh, that sounds really cool. And on critical role, my understanding of critical role is they just record it's audio and video of them multi-camera now, I think, or maybe it's been multi-camera from the beginning, but them doing their, doing the the fantasy role-playing game on camera. Yeah. Um, and so they'll be describing things and it'll just sound really cool. And so I'll be like, oh, I want to, I want to draw that. Like, just because it seems like it'd be fun. Like I like doing art because it's fun. And um, also sometimes because it feels kind of therapeutic. Um, if I'm upset about something, sometimes I'll just kind of scribble out my emotions on paper and it'll make me feel better. Um, it just, it seems like something that, uh, that makes me happy. And even if it's, it's, it's also something I do like, like really like professionally. Um, but it's something that just brings me joy. And I like sharing that with other people who will also bring joy to sort of thing. Who, I think you've mentioned some people who are kind of inspirational or helped you along in the past few years. Who helps you make art or is it all solo? Um, well, I mean, with the actual art itself, I usually just do my own stuff. Um, People who have inspired me, um, definitely like one of my coworkers, Stephanie, is just <laughs> the most like inspiring person. Um, is always just kind of like, yeah, draw more. Um, my boyfriend also is also very, very like supportive of all my art. Um, yeah, you're very supportive of my art. <laughs> you definitely have helped me with writing and drawing prompts and that kind of stuff. So it's just. I think that's the big difference now too is having people that I can like talk to um, who are just enthusiastic too, who are, who are just, and it makes me feel like, Oh, like this isn't just people aren't just uh, patronizing me, I guess. <laughs> it feels like that a little bit. Like sometimes you know, we talk to people who aren't interested in the same thing you are. <laughs> and then they're like, yes, that's nice. Sometimes it feels felt like that and now I have like people who who like arts and who like the kind of stuff I'm producing too so it feels it feels better to make art now I think maybe becoming more involved with the internet in general has helped that too because I'll throw my art out into the world and people will like click like on it and it won't be a lot of people but it'll be a few people and I'll be like oh I don't know that person and they liked my art so I just I made a random stranger happy by posting this and that that brings me joy do you, uh, so in my own thinking about like my interests at once upon a time in acting, my interest in music, my interest in writing, um, it always felt like there's a certain level at which once you get over that level, people it's more competitive and there's no people have to let go of kindness and they have to fight against each other in a much more aggressive, competitive way because they're fighting for money. They're fighting for career. They're fighting for livelihood or they're fighting for their own need for validation. They need more, more, more. 
And I've always been like, it feels like there's some line there. And if when you when you get close to that line, it just seems so competitive and scary. You back off. Have you felt that at all? Um, I don't think I'm anywhere near that line, line yet. Um, I understand what you're saying. I just, I feel like what I've looked, at least from the outside in, about like the people who are like for from artists, I haven't seen people be like that. And maybe again, I'm just too far away from like the major like fields of stuff but even amongst like like my friends um who like we made keychains um like i made my own keychains and we sent in like keychain orders together like we bought each other's keychains you know because it was like <laughs> oh i like that like that was really cool i want a keychain of that um and so just i've i all i've encountered countered is like extremely supportive people and i'm sure that there are facets of the community that that's very different um where you're kind of like becoming competitive and fighting for stuff but I haven't run into an artist yet um, in like that I've really talked, sat down and talked to who was like, I don't know, an asshole about stuff. Yes. Am I allowed to say that word on this podcast? Yes, you, you totally can. Okay. Well, now I have to put the NSFW and now it's got to be 18 plus, but it's fine. Thanks. Sure, sure, sure. No, uh, what do others think about your art? And that can be when you were first drawing when you were a little kid all the way up to today. What is your impression of what people think about your art? I always feel like it's just, uh, when, I was, when I was much younger, I thought people just thought it was weird. <laughs> um, and that I felt like it was kind of just mediocre and not worth sharing. And now I feel like, I think it just depends. Like some people, some people like it. Um, I haven't, run across any terribly negative responses to it. I did at one point many years ago, um, probably I want to say like 10 to 15 years ago, I'd posted something that had like a lot of blood on it. And I had someone give me a very like stern talking to on the internet, some random stranger on the internet, um, be like, this isn't really like appropriate. Like, I don't like it. I'm kind of like, all right, that's nice. <laughs> Did you take it? Was it was it hurtful or or sort of shocking at the time? Or um, I I was surprised. I was like, oh, uh, I'll just put a I so that and then I put like a warning on the piece. Like it didn't hurt me. I was just surprised. Um, I think it's because I didn't really think of that many. I didn't consider other people's reactions to my art because I didn't think people were really reacting to it in general. So I was surprised someone found my art and then felt strongly enough about it to respond to it um, with anything other than, oh, that's cute sort of thing, you know? Um, so like, when, okay. you when you mentioned you said back with the art, like maybe when you were a little kid in your, like you're thinking back to when you used to draw as a little kid, that people thought it was weird. Was it your subjects are weird or was the fact that nobody else you knew really did that? What felt weird about being into art at a certain time? Um, well, I think that um, I was trying to draw like anime style characters, you know, because um, I was watching like Sailor Moon. And so I'd try to draw like Sailor Moon characters or from the video games I played. I try to draw like like Tifa or uh, from Final Fantasy seven, a video game. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll like, continue describing what this is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the video games I played. And so a lot of the, I think a lot of the adults that like were like watching for me and stuff like that were like, that's weird. We don't like that. We don't like that art style. <laughs> and so there wasn't a lot of like positive feedback from that. Um, although when I was younger, like that didn't bother me because I wasn't making art to be like, here is my art. I just filled sketchbooks and sketchbooks of it anyway. Um, 
I wish I was as prolific as I was back then and just being like, whatever, I'm just going to just not even look at reference and just sketch all over this page. It doesn't matter because I had no intention of ever showing anyone. Right. Did but, it feel, yeah. when you think back, was there a period at which the art, you were younger, you weren't as sort of self-conscious. You remember back to a time when you just did these things without thinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you wish you could get back to that? Or do you like the kind of the wiser, more thoughtful, more self-conscious approach to art that like ever, I think every adult falls into. It's very hard to get back into your childhood where you weren't thinking about that stuff. I just wish that I had like the creativity aspect of it because I would draw characters and I would just have all kinds of like different costumes and stuff now. Um, and I mean, I feel like that's really something I'd like to carry into like a thumbnail sketch sort of setting. So I'd have all these different options. And then from there, use that as like a, like a, a push off point for what I would look for in references and then go from there. I feel like that's definitely something I would like to get back to, which I mean, I think just means I should be doing more sketchbook things, not looking at everything and just, just try to sketch random things that come to mind. Um, same thing with monsters. Like, there was like a monster that I drew when I was little. I still remember because I used to draw it all the time. It was like a bear, cat, bat thing. Um, and I'm like, wow, how did I think of this? It's not like, like monsters now, a lot of times I'll, I'll do like kind of Dungeons and Dragons fan art or art of like dragons from books I'm reading and stuff. But, um, and I've kind of tried to get back to that a little bit. Like one of the things I've been doing is I've been doing dragons based on like all different kinds of animals. Uh -huh. so I'll look up I'll I'll kind of just randomly look up like an, like different types of animals and I'll try to figure out how could this look like a dragon like if I put scales on this and wings like what kind of wings would it have and then also what would it what would it look like as a dragon if I morph this into a dragon sort of setting um and that's as close as I've kind of gotten to that so I've tried I've been trying to get back to that because I feel like having that creativity as like a starting point is kind of what makes art interesting that makes sense no it does Wait, so i do i do have a question about that what is it about why do you think um fantasy and in particular dragons what do, what to you do you feel like that personal appeal is of those subjects um i feel like initially i was like they're so cool but it's just i like the how limitless it is um like i like drawing animals too kind of for the same reason is there's just so many different kinds of of things um and there there's so many i just think that i don't like having like like with dragons there's so many different kinds of dragons you can have um because they're all based usually uh on animals like like toothless in um uh how to train your dragon is like a based on a cat you know and you can see it in his movements and like the, what he does with his face and stuff like that he's a cat that just has dragon skin on him um and I just, I find that interesting, like that, like fantasy stuff can, is like based on, on real life stuff. It just, it feels more open. It feels like there's, I like, I've always liked like magical fantasy stuff. That's the kind of books I, those are the kind of books I like to read. Those are the kind of worlds I like exploring in video games. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure outside of that. Maybe the, the escapism is more immersive that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have, um, have you tried, especially in classes, I think they ask you to do, they don't always, but they ask you to use real life things. So either right. objects you're looking at or settings or people. Does reality, when you're making art, 
does having to model something after something that's in the real world, does it again, as you said, does it just feel more restrictive than it could be anything in your imagination, but it has to somehow have a reference point in reality that, well, does that, how does that difference feel like when you can just draw anything about anything, or you have to make something in some way referencing the real world? So if there's some creativity, like if, if you're allowed to go a little bit beyond that, I always prefer it. I, I find just drawing straight something like to be kind of boring usually. Um, but uh, unless it's like, like a living animal or person, I don't find that as boring. Um, but like, if it's like draw a hallway and just draw this hallway, <laughs> it's like it's like, I feel, not only do I feel like I'm going to do it badly because perspective is hard, but I feel like, okay, I'm going to do this badly. And even if I do it well, I'm not going to like it because it's just this hallway. Um, <laughs> but for example, one of my, my art classes had us draw a hallway and then we could, they're like, you could add whatever you want to it. So I did the hallway, the basic hallway. And then I added like, it was like a haunted hallway. Um, so I added like ghosts and like, like eyes looking in the windows and stuff like that. And I liked that. I liked doing that. It made, it made wanting to make the perspective on the hallway feel more, um, like I was more invested in it because I cared what it was going to look like in the end. And it was something that I wanted to look at later. Um, so yeah, if it's just like, like a building, um, and not a living thing, I tend to be more like, I don't know, but actually I don't mind just drawing like living things like trees and plants and people and animals. Those are, those are just fun because they're, I don't know. I, I'm just more drawn to them, I guess. What is the best part? Um, so I, maybe this is two questions. One is, I mean, you talked about sometimes you'll have an idea in your head and you want to kind of put that into reality. Do you think the imagination, you you conceptualize something and then you want to bring it into reality? Or do you think the feeling you have before, during, and after drawing is the reason? Is it is it kind of a thought thing that gets you to do art? Or is it just the feeling you get when you make it? What what appeals to you more? Mm, I've never really thought about that before. I guess usually it's the thought. Um, there, there's very specifically like art pieces that um, I think that the art that I've liked the best and it's maybe it's maybe it's both because like um, the art pieces I've done the best on are the ones that I've kind of dreamed up for like several days or sometimes weeks where I've just kind of been thinking about them and thinking about them and thinking about them um, but just imagining them and getting excited to draw that art piece which doesn't happen a lot um, <laughs> but when it does that's the best that's the best feeling. Um, but it, it's because it involves so much like kind of like, dreaming up what the art's going to look like and trying to put it together mentally before setting down to do thumbnail sketches and stuff like that. And then afterwards, if it looks the way I want it to, um, that's, that's ideal. Like there is, um, I think I'm actually using it uh, as one of my avatars right now, but um, there was a, uh, I was drawing in Dungeons and Dragons. There's these turtle people called turtles. And I was going to be in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign one shot, which was only be like one, we're going to sit down for one session and play. And it was like a turtle and I wanted to make her a, an old turtle. I wanted her to make her like a grandma character. Who <laughs> had, um, like her shell was painted by her grandchildren. Um, and she was like a, a paladin with a sword and she wore a flower crown because she was like her, I think her children or grandchildren had made it for her. 
Um, and so I just thought about this character like for so long and I was like, I know exactly how I want to draw her and I know what she's going to be holding and I know like what her face is going to look like. It's going to look a little different than the normal faces I draw. And I just thought about it for like a week before I actually sat down and was like, okay, now I think I can do it. And I drew it and it looked exactly the way I wanted it to, which never happens. <laughs> and so it was like one of my favorite art pieces. It doesn't have any background or anything. It's just that one character because I was like, oh, it looks, it looks the way I want it to. Like this is this is this character. This is exactly what I imagined. Um, but yeah, so again, I think that just means that I should spend more time conceptualizing things. Um, but yeah, so in that case, it was definitely kind of a mixture of both. I don't think that it's just one or the other because when I when I'm just like feeling and I draw, I'm usually not happy with what comes what hap happens. Like I'm not usually happy with the end result because then I feel like okay, like. I could have invested more into this than just my emotions and it would, it would be something I would keep with me. Um, so God, that, uh, that is, I, I think I was looking for some personal answer out of what you're saying. I think you just, at the end, I think you gave it to me. I think a lot of times I rely on just whatever, some intense feeling. And then I start working on something and it sort of feels like, you feel really strongly and the more you work on it, it just feels like it sort of dissipates into nothingness and you're just like, right. what was this supposed to be? I don't know. So maybe I should do the same thing you're telling yourself you should do, which is I probably need to conceptualize more at the beginning yeah. before doing something, really mulling something over in my head a little bit. Usually I just jump right in, right. but um, it does. It has that exact effect of you're not satisfied with it at the end because you just jumped right in. Right. Huh. That's actually what I usually do with writing as well when I write things is the stories that I end up actually finishing that are more, I guess, and I've only done this, I think, with like two different stories um, were things that I just kind of thought about for years. And then I finally got them on paper. I'm like, oh, OK, that's what I wanted because I've been thinking about it for so long that I've examined it from every angle. Wow. OK, I, I think I, that is a fascinating that is a fascinating path. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> Um, okay, if somebody wanted to, where would you want people to go if they wanted to look at your stuff or someplace? It could be, so I'd love it if you could give some place for people to look at for your stuff. And then also if there's anything out in the world that you think, boy, you wish people would participate more in or look at more if you could, any websites or anything. Oh man, I should have, I should have prepared for this. <laughs> I'm sorry, and if you don't have anything <laughs> off the top of your head, you don't have to, um, but if you do want to send anybody to me, and we can also put it on after too. Okay. Uh, well, off the top of my head, I think that I post on, I mean, I post on Instagram and Twitter on, on Twitter, it's uh, Kyotos. And if we could put that in text, cause it's, it's difficult to know how to spell it. Kyotos okay, one on Twitter. C, it's C A E D O S. And then the numeral one. No, it's C A E O D O S. And then the numeral one. Does that mean something? It doesn't. Uh, I I came up with it at one point when I was going to do live streams. Because <laughs> it, had, like, it sounded like something that meant something. It does. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. I don't think it actually means anything. I changed the spelling so it doesn't mean anything. It just means that sound. <laughs> Those sounds. It's, it's cool, though. I like it. Thanks. Um. And then I have a Patreon. I post, um, I only have like the, the dollar tier. So, but it's just like for people to like participate in polls and stuff like that. But even if like, I usually have everything up for free mostly except for the polls anyway. 
So um, I post most of my stuff there before I post it anywhere else. Um, so that's Patreon. And it's it's Kaodos, but without the one. So just C-A-E-O-D-O-S um, on Patreon. Um, other websites. Um, like if somebody's listened to this, and I feel like so many times we become adults and we forget these things we like to do because we're never going to get, you know, you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s and you didn't go to school for this and you never focused on it. But you're like, man, I, I did like to do that when I was a kid or I did like to do that when I was a teenager. And they hear things like this and they kind of get inspired. And it sounds like you found these people who are really supportive no matter what stage you're at. There are supportive people out there. Is there a place you think if somebody's like, maybe I do want to draw again? What do you right. Think? Um, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I feel like I, I there's definitely things like that that I I follow. Um, oh, you know, you know who? Let me let me find the website. I need to find it real fast because I don't okay. remember what it's called, and I'll remember as soon as I type it into. So there's this how to think when you draw. Um, series that they have online free. Let me find it. Just hear me typing. I can. It's so fast. <laughs> the Etherington Brothers. Um, so it's the and then E T H E R I N G T O N. Uh, the Etherington Brothers and then Brothers. Um, they have a website on Blogspot called um, How to Think When You Draw. Um, they have books, but everything that's in their books is is on their website. So if you just want to like learn like almost like piecemeal how to do stuff, they have such fun like tutorials. Um, and their art style is is a little bit different. Um, I feel like there's definitely other there's definitely other things like this in the world though. I'm gonna look at them and then if I if I find them, which I I undoubtedly will, Jake Parker has a lot of really good um, like stuff. He, if you subscribe to his email, he's sending out prompts every day this year. So if you're interested in different prompts, like and not every day, every week this year. So like right now he's something I should know maybe. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to know what week of the year it is. I know, I don't, I don't know. Um, let's see. Well, cause I just got something two days ago from him. Prompt 13, yeah, we're on joy right now. So um, there's also a free, uh, if you if you want to get creative, but not necessarily do kind of like traditional art stuff, um, there's something called the Sketchbook Project, I think. Let me find it. Um, and yes, I, I promise I won't I won't abandon this all to your memory. We, we can put all these links and uh, we'll put all these links in the article, too. Okay, so I'll, I'll let you know that the sketchbook, um, the sketchbook thing is really cute. Um, every day they they have a different, um, they have two different people from what I've seen so far. Um, two different people send in, um, send like send in like a video basically, um, and they're very very different. So uh, so there's it's kind of. Uh, I guess it depends on what kind of stuff you're into. Um, but it's very like artsy stuff. Um, some of them is just kind of like how to make like just like an interesting art looking page. Um, some stuff is like, I remember one of the projects was like 
get paint and just kind of like put it in different patterns on a page and then use a pen and try to turn that into an animal or an object. Um, so, so simple that, ideas. I mean, a, a talented artist could make amazing things out of the simple prompt, but also the simple prompt could also produce for somebody who's at any level, something interesting and fun. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, and it's just, it's supposed to just be for fun, creative stuff. Um, I can't find the email now, so I'm gonna have to like look it up. But it's like it's yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, it's like a sketchbook kind of thing that's happening right now. I've only just started doing that, and I haven't gone through all of them yet. I've only watched a couple of the videos, um, but they were like they were very cute and they were fun ideas that are just kind of creative stuff um, that that I had fun listening to and kind of following along with. Um, the the one that I actually did follow through with was it was how to like uh, make a journal page because I journal. So it was like a third of the page is for actually writing your daily journal. And then a third of it is just writing down like creative ideas you have, just any creative ideas you have at all for the day, like to use then or in the future or whatever. And the very bottom is like, you can sketch something. Um, and so I've done that for a couple of my, um, my journal entries and it's just been kind of a fun way to break up the journal into different things. That's um, really, I may start, that's interesting. I may start doing that too. Sometimes with morning journaling, it's hard. Sometimes you just feel like you're, I don't know, you're just blathering on. So I like that. I like that format. That's an interesting format. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's called the sketchbook revival, um, by Karen Abend. Let's see. Sketch. Let's see if I'm sending to an actual place. Um, yeah, so sketch if you if you just Google sketchbook revival 2020, um, and then they have like a oh, stop talking. Sorry, um, I I clicked on the website to make sure it was the right thing, and it started talking, and it it kept starting again when I told it to stop. Um, but yeah, on the the first page, it just has um, a place for you to send your name and your email, and um, it's a free event, so they're just sending things out daily, um, and to your email. Uh, and I think they, maybe, I don't, I don't know if, since it's already started, if they'll send you the past ones or not, or if they'll just send you the ones for the day, but it's been cute and fun so far. So hopefully it'll continue being that. <laughs> this was Jennifer and she draws.